live from the back of my mom's nail salon that she manages. It's unorthodox. Guys, we are back. Jillian, I think this is the perfect time for you to come out of the nail room closet. (laughs) What are you trying to say? Do I need a mani or something? Guys, so I'm looking right now, and Jillian is just filled with towels and good energy and latex gloves behind her, and I think this is the absolute perfect setting to be back. I'm sitting right next to the thing that they give you in pedicures where they separate each one of your toes with those, like, styrofoamy things that are colorful. That's what I'm sitting next to right now. And this is because we had a storm... And my house completely lost power for six days, and we got the power back. So we have light and we have air, thank goodness. But we do not have Wi-Fi or cell service. So this is the only place that I can go right now. This is the only place that you are allowed to call home. And let me just (laughs) touch on how amazing it feels when they take the styrofoam separators out of your toes. Oh, I do that on my own. Self-enjoyment, girl. (laughs) It's like, some people (laughs) masturbate, I just put them on my toes and take them off. Yes, exactly. (laughs) We all have our differences. Well, guys, yes. I'm like, I can take it if you want. Uh Uh-huh. I wanted to draw a quick comparison of, like, what 2020 has been like. Okay, go for it. Have you seen that video of Fergie Ferg singing the national anthem? No. At that basketball game? You haven't? No. Have you Have you guys? I don't know. Is this supposed to be, like, some viral video? Oh, you just froze a little bit. Yeah, so she's singing, and she's so bad, and then they show every single person, like, in the audience, and they're just hysterically laughing because it's so bad. And I think that's what 2020 is like. It just, it can't get any worse until it gets worse, and then she hits the high note. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, that actually sounds exactly like 2020, because it literally is a joke. It is Fergie Ferg singing. It's the longest stand-up special that we've ever experienced. I know. And the funniest thing about basketball coming back, have you watched? No. Oh, is there no audience? There's a virtual audience, and it is the funniest thing. You just see people sitting at their computers and stuff. But they apparently have this button that you can press if you are part of the virtual audience where you can boo or cheer. So all you hear throughout the game is booing and cheering, but it's like an automatic button that people are pressing, which I think is hilarious. And it just makes the game so much more interesting for me. Yeah, it also shows... Because you know I'm not watching the basketball. I'm obviously just looking at the audience. I thought you were going to say, like, looking at the players. But that's... (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm not in this for uh, the good-looking players. I'm in this for the booing and cheering. But I feel like that also plays on how everyone's had to adjust their lives. Like, the NBA doesn't want to be having virtual booing and cheering. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, realistically, when the players are playing now, their audience is silent. They're probably able to focus so much more because they can't hear the booing and cheering. That's just what's broadcasted to us. 
Yeah, that's true. Like, I remember when I would play softball, like, I would get so scared when someone would be like, let's go, Dana. Oh, my God. Do you know what I would do? I was on the tennis team at school, and what I would do when I had no audience, because who's coming to girls' varsity tennis games? I would imagine people cheering or just like being there watching me and i'd be like this person's watching me gotta play my best like gotta look hot doing it and play well so i would literally get myself into that mindset that i had an audience because i literally had nobody there i was also doubles which makes me even less interesting to watch you like hike up your skirt just a little bit and you're like okay Ben from math class is sitting right there, and, like, if I if I score this deuce, and like, he's going to make out with me. <laughs> like, he's going to get really turned on if I volley it just a little bit harder than last time. <laughs> Did I ever tell you that I used to play doubles tennis, too, and one time the girl who was my partner hit me in the head like she was serving? No way. Like, how was she serving and hit you in the head? You're supposed to stand far away from her. That's an amazing question. I think she just, like we're friends like she literally just like <laughs> doinked me on the head and i remember my mom like shot up as if someone like, was, like did she accidentally playing. throw her racket as she was serving and that's how it landed on your head i think she had like butterfingers like <laughs> okay. like it would just flip yeah i mean i'm not holding it against her but it's definitely been almost 10 years. like you said you guys are so you guys so. are friends now so clearly there was no bad blood after that hit but i'm like crossing my fingers and my toes while i say that let's get into it joe okay so something that dana and i have wanted to talk about more more dana pushing this idea on me but my relationship (laughs) so i'm gonna take this one thank you so much jillian for that introduction um it's been an amazing seven almost eight months right no it's almost six months oh excuse me it's actually funny our anniversary is february 29th which means that i'm not getting a one-year anniversary i'm not getting a two-year anniversary not a three-year but i gotta make it to four years to get that one-year anniversary (laughs) wait so i better stick around or else i ain't getting any presents for the one-year anniversary We had a February 29th this year. Yes. And that just so happened to be the day that I get asked out. I think he did that on purpose. He didn't. I said to him after, I was like, you realize you asked me out on a leap year, and he thought it was hilarious. You, like, for, like, the last, the prior two weeks, you were like, hey, like, I think we should make it official. And he's like, no, I'm waiting for the perfect day. (laughs) (laughs) exactly i mean it's funny because we were dating since like we were going on dates since november so out of any day he could have asked he asks on like the one day that doesn't exist every year to come so anyways we didn't get to see each other for the first two and a half months of our relationship because of corona and he didn't come for my birthday which was in april and we finally saw each other middle of may so it's like now we're really getting into the honeymoon stage here and it's great now you guys are just like rabbits like you're back at it again i know it's it's so fun but 
the reason why Dana's been pushing this is because she was there from the very beginning. Jillian, let me say it. Just say it. I was there from the very beginning. (laughs) (laughs) So when Jillian and I would be recording in my office, she would be like, oh my God, like, I've been talking to this guy on this dating app, like, he wants to meet up for dinner, like, where should I go? And I would give her ideas of, like, the two restaurants and bars that I know in New York City. And then um, she would go downstairs and be like, he's picking me up in the Uber, and I would, like, wait with her. But I wouldn't wait enough for her to, like, meet up with him. I would be like, yeah, I gotta go. Yeah, Um, you would wait with me just until, like, five minutes before he got there, so I would be sitting, like, my hands sweating until he got there she basically ditched me she's like i'm gonna stay and then two minutes later she's gonna be like okay i have a class in five minutes i need to go (laughs) well it was rumble jillian you know i put rumble in front of everything (laughs) well i would say that you guys have a very successful relationship and i think all of our listeners are really happy for you oh thanks well it's just funny because i remember on our first date we were we were recording and he actually picked me up from Dana's office for our very first date and he was going to pick me up at 8 p.m. and Dana left me at like 7:45 so i was sitting in that lobby talking to my grandma until he came so that when he came in i can be like oh bye grandma love you so much like you will always be my number one priority forever no one else comes before you okay bye and then talk to him be like I'm so sorry I just had to talk to my loving grandma and pretty much what happened was I remember after the recording he told me that he was on his way and I was pacing around the room that we were recording in because I wasn't nervous I was just excited and I didn't know what to do with myself because I had like 30 minutes until he came and I was just waiting for that first moment of like us meeting for the very first time. Yeah, it's not like you're nervous. It's also like you're antsy because it's been such like an anticipated moment. I was so antsy, but it was so funny because I remember just pacing around the room and you were just sitting there like relaxing, like calm down, it's going to be fun, hyping me up before my date. And the rest is history besides the fact that he came 15 minutes late and I thought he was ghosting me. (laughs) And he was a lot uglier than you thought he was, right, Jillian? Never. No. <laughs> I'm like, all right, never mind. Sorry, I brought that up. I'm just <laughs> I love you. Um, okay, Jillian, I have a question. Yes. Do any of your friends, one could say we're humorous girls. Yes. Do any of I your friends, us. do any of your friends ever ask you for help on like their dating apps? Like, hey, like, what should I say to this guy or what should I make okay. this happen? So it's gotten to the point where the people that my friends are talking to are not the people in the pictures, it's me. I'm the one talking to the people that they think that the person they matched with is having a conversation with. So they send me screenshots and be like, how do I respond? They give me their phone and they're like, answer for me. And at that point, I'm the one that's about to set up a date with someone and they don't even know that it's going to happen. I'm like, okay, Thursday night, you're going to catch at 9 p.m., you're getting drinks, look cute, I told him that you love purple eyeliner, so make sure that you have that. She's like, what? (laughs) I feel like it's good, like, to have a friend that's so bold, like Mm -hmm. us, because, like, 
I don't know, it's funny, and then it's also funny for them, because, like, it lets them be a little, like, frisky, and, like, get away with things that maybe they wouldn't have. The thing about the dating apps is that I don't give a fuck about not necessarily the people I'm talking to, but what I say to the people I'm talking to. I am not afraid to reach out first. I'm not afraid to initiate a plan. But the thing is, is that a lot of my friends can sometimes try to make themselves too available. So I need to get them into the mindset where, like, they make themselves seem like their life is just full of stuff, even though we're in quarantine. Like... One of my friends was saying to me, because she matched with this guy, and they were talking. They matched that day, and she was like, what are you doing tonight? And and I was like, what are you doing? You're making yourself seem too available. And she goes, but he knows I'm not doing anything. And I'm like, and that's why you guys will never date, because he thinks that you are way too available. You need to make yourself seem busy, even though we're in quarantine and everyone knows that everybody's just sitting in their house all day. I feel like, yeah, I feel like we honestly don't even know that much about dating, but, like, we just love to push our knowledge onto others, and people are like... Oh, okay, I'll take it. I was actually talking to my friend about this the other day, and I think that all of our audience can relate to this. It's so easy for us to give advice. I'm so... I pride myself on the advice I give to my friends, on the messages that I send to the people that they're talking to, to all the dates that I've set up for my friends because the people that they're talking to think that it's them, but it's me. But the one thing is that it's so hard to take your own advice. Like, I give great advice, but to take the advice that I give is another story. Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah, especially with dating if we have boyfriends. But that's, like, we can put ourselves in their shoes easily. Yes. We can, we can walk a mile in their Louboutins, yes. if you will. But, like, with with the double texting, I say not to do it. And when it comes to sleeping with someone on the first date, I honestly... I have mixed feelings about it, but the advice that I give, I feel like so many people give such great advice, but then can't take their own. But speaking of which, speaking of which, we need to talk about all of the people that are born again virgins due to this quarantine. I think that my friends are going crazy right now. And they say to me that it's the best time to be in a relationship. But I also think that it's a great time to just work on yourself for those that are single. The only issue is that you're not getting dicked down. Yeah, I mean, I feel like this whole period is all about self-growth. Like, I know people that have gone into relationships during quarantine because also it's like all right I'm bored you're bored we're in the same town Mm -hmm. we're there and I feel like that's why it makes sense it's like to get dicked down but also like to have that emotional connection yes it's like I'm from Joy Z you're from Joy Z we're both Jewish we both went to sleepaway camp it sounds like a perfect match wait speaking of that can you imagine you're like all right, Jillian, picture this. Close your eyes. Oh you're, in your, you're in your prime. You're 13. You're, like, pretty hot in your own opinion. Maybe not, like, 
maybe other people don't think that. Like, my breasts are just growing in. So I'm yeah, excited, like and I feel peaking. like I'm thriving. They're just peaking, and it's it's March, and you're getting pretty, like, excited for the summer because you're going back to sleepaway camp, you're going to meet those boys, you're going to do crazy things, and then COVID happens, and your mom tells you in June, sweetie, I'm sorry, you're not going to be going back to sleepaway camp. I know, Can like, you your CIT happen? summer is ruined. That sounds worse than my abroad experience being ruined like I don't know which one's worse because they both just sound so horrible I feel so bad for the campers who won't be able to experience like their last year of camp I think that the the alternatives that the camps have been giving are very interesting such as the family weeks where you can pay three thousand dollars to spend a week at camp with your family and they have staff there and you can get put in a bunk but you're literally spending three thousand dollars for like five days at camp just so your family can get a camp experience Like, that's not the point of camp. How are you supposed to hook up with someone and get the wall, get the hookup wall longer if you're there with your family? Like, there is no purpose of camp if you can't accomplish that. But also, like, we think about it from, like, a business standpoint, and, like, of course they need to be making money. And, like, the maintenance workers, the counselors, the managers, like, they need to be doing something. Well, it makes sense. At my camp, at least, there's only, like, five counselors there in total because, like, families don't need counselors. <laughs> it's like a counselor, like, someone our age is telling a family, like, okay, guys, now we're going to go to the theater. All right, how about you? Let's do some warm-ups. And, like, everyone's just, like, getting ready. But I just can't even imagine someone talking to someone's family as if they're the same age as their child. Well, also, like, I can't imagine a parent being like, okay, dining hall time. Like, yep. you, have to, you have to really be devoted to your children. Yes. <laughs> so and, take like, off a week to go to with your kid like, to camp. You also have to be able to, like, take off of work. Like, this, this is not for, like, the lower middle class. Like, my family wouldn't be able to do this. Like... I think most families wouldn't be able to do this. Mm -hmm. Like, this for, like, wealthy families that, like, both can take off of work. They can drop $3,000 for a week Mm -hmm. of entertainment. I'm sure they would just rather send their kids, too. I know. I mean, that's the whole point. That's the highlight of every parent's summer is that they don't have to deal with their kids for seven weeks. So the fact that they need to go with them... And maybe, like, deal with them even more than they were because they're, like, living with them 24-7 and doing activities with them. They really have to have that devotion. And you have to deal with their bullshit. Mm-hmm. The kid's like, I don't want to go hiking. Like, Sally, well, you have to. Exactly. Like, it's it's on the schedule. Mm-hmm. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. Reveille wakes them up at 7 a.m., the parents are, like, not having it. Also, the parents have to sleep in separate beds, in little twin beds. I cannot imagine. But no, no. 
what a lot of no. camps are doing is they're extending, like, let's say I was going to be, it was going to be my last year as a camper this year. What they're doing is postponing it where I'll be my last year of a camper next year, plus the group that is supposed to be going into their last year as a camper. So there's going to be two groups of counselors in training, which I think will be very interesting, especially for the people that we're trying to get jobs the year after, you know, like they're at that age where it's time to get an internship and now they're like, but I need my CIT summer. Right. It's kind of like putting those priorities where in like 10 years you're going to be like, man, I wish I got a job. But like the present you is like, I need the summer. Exactly. Like I need to make that hookup wall longer than last year's, which is zero. Also like getting getting jobs like there's so many things that like we weren't affected by mm-hmm. I mean let alone like a broad experience camp experience bot oh mitzvah experience like, yes I wonder what the children are doing who have their bat mitzvahs scheduled for the summer I mean you know it's if you think about it realistically, every Jewish 13-year-old is supposed to be at sleepaway camp or doing some sort of teen tour program, college program over the summer. So that's actually one perk because no Jew will schedule their bar mitzvah during the seven weeks of June, July, and the beginning of August. So if they can somehow make mitzvahs happen in some way at the end of August, then they will do that, but there will not be any giveaways, celebration, like, there's no way for parents to show off how much money they want to spend on their kids' party. Like, what, what if, what if for your bat mitzvah, you literally just did, like, a virtual ceremony, and then no party, like, there's no Well, here's the thing. I don't know about the bar mitzvahs by you, but for us, a lot of the kids would skip the service and just go to the party. So if the service is virtual, you will just be with your rabbi and family. Because no one's <laughs> logging into that. Who's going to open the ark? Exactly. Who's going to carry around the Torah? Wait, did you have to carry the Torah at yours? No. Oh, I had to, like, carry it, like, around the sanctuary. I had to carry it for the Shabbat service the night before my bar mitzvah, but not on my actual bar mitzvah night. Oh, like the Friday night service? Yes. Because I don't know about your temple, but we had to lead a Friday night service before our bar mitzvah. So I did that. Yeah. Do you want to hear, like, a really fucked up story? Tell me. Tell us. So one time I was at like a Friday night service with my friends and one of the friends like wasn't Jewish and like when she would laugh a lot she would pee her pants like Oh my god that sounds just like me. And so one of our friends was like with her and they were being like so rude during like the rabbi's sermon and they were like laughing together and I was like being so annoyed at them and then one of the girls peed on like on the sanctuaries chairs and like I remember like I was so mad because I was like this is my house like this is my temple and you just urinated but like I felt so defensive about it you're like this isn't how you christen a temple honey step outside (laughs) I don't know what you Christians do at your so-called church but like we don't piss on the chairs (laughs) And, like, I was just so pissed, but, like, that's, like, all I really You were pissed at the piss. 
I was pissed at the piss. Also, at your Friday night services, would you have, like, an after party in, like, another room? Yeah, with all the food. Yeah, with those rainbow cakes? It wasn't really a party. It was more like a, a dinner after Shabbat, like the Shabbat dinner. Oh, we just had, like, um, a lot of goodies, and then I would drink coffee, and I would think I was, like, a savage. Yeah, here's the thing. I was never really that into Jewish meats. Also, I don't know about you, but at my... Wait, gri- wait. Do you mean Jewish meats, like, meat up, or, like, meat salami? Salami. <laughs> oh you know how God. you know how Jews love, like, cow tongue? Um, you're looking at her. Oh my gosh, nope, I can't do that. So pretty much I would just go and I would eat all of the rugula and all the challah, <laughs> and I'd be out, and I would, like, <laughs> stuff some in my shirt, and I'd be like, Friday night service is over, <laughs> let's go. So Wait, I love cow tongue. Have you had it, Jill, or you're just judging it? Well, I, I have had it at my grandma's country club, but maybe it was just the one there. It's just the texture for me. It's disgusting. Also, the way that you see it, like, displayed, you just see this massive tongue on a chopping board, and you're like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> I've actually, I've only seen it, like, come to me on rye bread with a side of mustard, so I don't really know. Oh, no, no, no. I, at my grandma's country club, it's on display. Like, there is a light shining over it. It's on a wooden chopping board, and you just see the butcher chopping it up. And I was frightened as a child of that tongue. So I would just take I would just take the money and run. I would go straight for the desserts and head out of there. <laughs> Jill, when quarantine is, like, better and we feel safe, um, we should go to Katz's Deli. We should, and we would love to talk more about them, like, really, but they don't sponsor us yet, so enough of Katz. Jill, Jillian and I literally went through a phase, probably in, like, October, we were like, okay, after work, like, let's walk to Katz's Deli and ask if they'll sponsor us. Yes, we were like, give us a pickle and we will give you a shout-out. Like, we will give you the greatest pickle review. Yes. Meanwhile, like, Katz's, Katz's Deli doesn't need unorthodox to mo- to promote them. They they don't need a single sponsor. They don't need anybody. They're doing great on their own. We literally need them. We, we need them more than we need a kosher dill. Like, yes. so bad. I don't know. Those seem pretty equal yeah. in my eyes. I have a pickle addiction. Um, we can get into that another episode, but... <laughs> It's a problem. No, it's actually so funny. When I go to Nathan's house, he told his family that I love pickles, kosher dill specifically, and every time I go there, they have a jar of kosher dill pickles for me, and they put them in a bowl, and they're like, Jillian, keep taking. And it's so funny because Nathan's mom is the kind of Jewish mom that while you're eating, she'll come up to you with, like, a tin of the chicken or whatever and be like, you want more? Oh, take some more. Take some more. Are you still hungry? Like, she's one of those Jewish mothers that's just such a great host, but she wants you to be as full as you possibly can where you're like waddling out the door so the first thing she gives me is a big bowl of kosher dill pickles and it's that's amazing like too much. that's honestly too much pressure because like what if you're not in the mood for a pickle that day or like what if you're trying to be like super morning skinny that day like you don't have a choice 
Um, well, I would think like that, except when I see a kosher dill pickle, I must eat it. So it's never going to be an issue. Okay, now my mouth is, like, watering. I know. Um, last year for my birthday, Jillian and our manager, Remy, got me a kosher <laughs> dill in a huge carton and brought it to where my, like, birthday celebration was. But this year, I won't be seeing them, really, because I'm trying to be COVID safe. But, Jill, do you remember last year when I was on Barstool? Yep. Was that, like, your peak in life? That that was totally my peak in life. And I... I almost miss getting cyberbullied because it brought my <laughs> ego to a level that I never thought it could get to. But, like, have you ever been cyberbullied before, Jill? Well, I actually made this one TikTok and someone said, baddie without the bad. <laughs> AKA oh die. God. That's what someone wrote on my TikTok. So I have gotten cyberbullied personally. And honestly, I loved it. What were you doing? In I don't the know if I'm like. Did such a response. I was just dancing with my sister. Without the bad. But, oh, people can come up with the craziest things to say when they're cyberbullying. They just let all of their inner insecurities come out, which is amazing. And also, the thing is, is that this person is so random. Like, I don't know how they came upon my video. And the thing about trolls is that I actually live for them. As long as someone is paying attention to me, I don't care what they have to say. <laughs> Any publicity is good publicity. Exactly. Tana Mojo says, My name all in your mouth, yeah, your tweet just gave me clout. That's mm. how I see it. That's, that's deep. I, I think know. Shel Silverstein wrote that, actually. <laughs> really? Not I Tana. thought that was one from Steven Spielberg. What if you were, like, dating someone or, like, just started to date someone and then you found out that they were an internet troll? Either I would tell them to go to therapy or I would end it. I can't. People that troll are insecure with their, their own lives and they feel like they need to just let it out on other people. And what they say is that hurt people hurt people. And that is something that I always remember if I'm getting trolled. A.K.A. whoever wrote baddie without the without the bad on my TikTok. You need a reality check. On my video, I remember someone was like, this girl just went from a, a four to a two. And I'm like, first of all, I'm a six. Yeah, you don't, don't get that twisted. Like, where is this coming from? Like, put me, put me where I'm at. Exactly. And then, and then bring me down to a four. I'm not a two. Besides on my barstool video, uh, no. What were some but, of the things people were saying on that video, if, if you're willing to talk about it? Yeah, like, if I'm, if I'm, I'm feeling brave this morning, but, <laughs> like, what I just said, this girl just went from a four to a two. Oh, it, one of it was, like, this is a reason, like, women belong in the kitchen, and I'm like, what? Oh like, my gosh, what does that um, even mean? This is all that's wrong in the world, like, it just, I, I don't know, people, yeah, people can say anything they want, but I ended up commenting on the video, and I was like, hey, like, I've never been cyberbullied before, but this is awesome, ha ha ha, and then everyone was, like, liking that and shit, and, like, I don't know. I think people don't like to think that the videos belong to an actual person. They just like to roast. But I think what's so interesting about TikTok is that, like, 
usually it's celebrities getting trolled and roasted, but TikTok, you can literally roast, like, the most average Joe person, mm-hmm. and, like, they don't deserve it, you know? Let's talk about the For You page, because just how I was saying, I don't understand how I, my video got put on someone random's For You page. I don't know how, but TikTok knows everything that I'm thinking. I will be thinking of cauliflower, and they will show me a Trader Joe's cauliflower wrap burrito healthy recipe, and it's just crazy. I can be thinking of a ladybug, and they'll be showing me this makeup tutorial that looks like a ladybug. You're ready to turn your face into an insect like that. Exactly. I, my For You page, like, you know how there's, like, straight TikTok, gay TikTok, alt TikTok? Mm-hmm. I, like, sometimes I'll get a lot of, like, gay TikTok stuff, and I'm like, wait, does this mean something? And then I'm like, <laughs> scroll, scroll. But I was, like, I was talking to my cousin who is gay, and she was, like, dying because she's like, yeah, like, I'm on gay TikTok and alt TikTok, but also straight TikTok. So I was like, okay, like, I'm just trying to see if, like, this means something, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, and then, and then exactly, I'm on, like, cauliflower TikTok and, like, Oh my god, Jill, have you ever been on um, sand TikTok? No, just people like satisfying videos? It's really satisfying videos of sand, and like it honestly makes me like shiver. Wow, no, I get, I get um, Amazon favorites, I get how I make my crappy New York City apartment work, like, stuff that you need to have in your crappy studio apartment, which I'm not going to be living alone, so I don't know why what they're trying to say to me, but I'll get that, and then I'll get Trader Joe's recipes. The thing is, is my sister and my cousin are constantly showing me funny videos that come up on their For You page, and none of these funny videos are coming up on mine. I'm like, what are you trying to say? No, exactly. It's like, wait, what does this mean? And, like, why, like, I have that sense of humor, so when you send it to me, and I'm like, wait, I've never seen this video. Like, Mm -hmm. something something just don't belong on your For You page. I don't know. I agree completely. And it's like how I was saying, TikTok knows what you're thinking. If you're not showing me funny videos and I'm thinking about wanting to laugh, what are you trying to tell me about my own thoughts? Do you not want me to be happy, TikTok? (laughs) I don't know about you, but with my unemployment money, I cannot go to Starbucks every day. I don't think we realize, like, how much money goes into, like, a coffee on a Friday. Mm Mm-hmm. It all adds up. And they do the Starbucks reviews. So I'm just like, okay, clearly you guys have some amount of money to be doing that. <laughs> that's, that's like, how we determine wealth now, like, before <laughs> the Starbucks review every month. Mm-hmm. No. People have been getting really into loungewear, which makes sense, but expensive loungewear. So when they tag the brand or the shop of where they got the loungewear, I'll click on it because I'll be like, that is so cute, it looks so comfy. It'll be Lauren Moshi sweatpants for $230. I'm sorry. Why did I even bother clicking on this link expecting that you would buy affordable loungewear? Yeah, like, go, go to Amazon. That's, what, that's what's been coming up on my TikTok. I guess they know that I am now the middle class. They, they know. <laughs> they know I can't afford. Yourself. They know I cannot afford Starbucks every day. 
I can't I'm do like, the hauls. I'm like, Jill, your demographic is showing. <laughs> dangerous. Wait, also, I always get, like, dog stuff, which reminds me that, like, how many of your friends or, like, people you know have gotten a puppy during quarantine? Well, let me just start. I know two friends that got cats. One of them even got three cats. Cats? I'm talking dogs. Okay, so my one of my best friends just got a dog. Very, very cute French bulldog. It oh. on Instagram, follow Joey the Frenchie. Wait, I'm looking it up. Okay, it's so she's so cute and love the androgynous name. Now my cousin just got a dog yesterday actually and it's just people are bored out of their minds they need something to fill up their time their energy they need a reason to get outside and walk around what better way to do that than spending a thousand dollars plus on a dog yeah i feel like there's so many like options too but my really good friend actually has been she's been wanting a dog for a while not just because of quarantine but she put me down as like a recommendation Mm -hmm. um I don't mean to brag, but I've never been put down as a recommendation, so it felt pretty good. Hey, I don't get those bragging rights. But so the woman called me, and I was, like, hyping up my friend, hyping up her dog mommy skills, and I guess I was being, you know, funny in the interview, and at the end of it, the woman goes, um, I was like, do you have any more questions for me? And she was like, I would love if I could put you down as a reference for myself, and I was like, ha, 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 like, she obviously was kidding, but, like... If anyone ever needs a reference, like, I will support you until the day I die. Even if you don't know them, never met them, don't have any mutual friends, she will make you look like the best dog owner. No, like, I can't, I can't lie, but, like, for that woman, for example, if she were to put me down as a reference and they called me, I would be like, great conversation, great question asker, gorgeous voice, Mm -hmm. probably, like, a six or a five, like... I trust her. Can so sing the dogs to sleep. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I put the truth out there. It's exactly. What I yes, and they always say, they say, they say you don't have to lie, you are just hiding the truth. And that is what Dana does. She doesn't give, <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't lie, but she just doesn't tell them everything. She's not a pathological liar. She's just <laughs> Dana. <laughs> That could be an SNL skit. I see it. Anyways, I think it's time to wrap up on this one. We are so glad that we were able to get back together, and I'm glad that I was able to make this work from the back of my mom's nail salon. Jillian, you never cease to disappoint. I'm passionate and, you know, gotta do what I gotta do for the pod. I'm proud of this podcast. I'm proud of you. (laughs) And... Let's go seize the motherfucking day and enjoy the rest of summer. Yes, everyone, enjoy the rest of your summers. We'll try to get back with another episode. If you guys have anything that you would like us to talk about, feel free to DM our Instagram, which we will try to be more active on. And please, (laughs) if you haven't already, give us a five-star rating if you believe that we are five stars. But as I said, you can not tell the whole truth, but hide the truth at the same time just give us five stars be a dana to a dog adoption center and write us a review and we will see you all next time
Adios.